Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Washington, D.C. Acknowledge me. Chris Russell on the Team 980. I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm the tribal chief around here. Yeah, you see me, the tribal chief. That's right. I mean, if Roman Reigns says it, it must be true, right? Good afternoon, everybody. It is a victory Monday in the DMV. And beyond on the Odyssey app, they don't come around as often as they should. So bask in it. Roll around in it. Lap it up. Celebrate with us over the next three hours as the Washington Commandalorians find a way. Find a way to snatch victory from the jaws of potential defeat slash overtime? I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. I am not. I sometimes sound like I am. I'm being a good boy. I drank a sugar-free, um, pure aqua, whatever brand that is. I find it at Aldi. Uh, lemonade on the way in. And I have another sugar-free cranberry flavored water beverage to get me through the show. We'll see about the caffeine level because, um, you know, your boy is. Uh, what does Eric Bieniemy always say? You got to drag their ass over the finish line or, you know, whatever it is. Your boy's always tired. Always tired. Always tired. Uh, so we'll see about the caffeine level in the three o'clock hour. Maybe Ron will put us to sleep when we uh, play his press conference. Hopefully not at three o'clock. Before that, Jay Gruden, 2.30, will obviously go in-depth on the Commander's win, what they did right, what they did wrong, what they could have done better, what they'll need to do against Seattle, and a quick spin around the NFL, as we always do with the former head coach of the Washington Redskins and longtime NFL offensive coordinator, Jay Gruden, at 2.30. But before then, it's time for you at 301-230-0980, 0980 on the Ace Law listener lines and a rec Ace Law. I'll help you get a check. Call my guy Eric. Tell him the Team 980 and the Rooster sent you over. 8888-ACE-LAW. That's 8888-ACE-LAW. Make sure you give them a call and say thanks for providing us the listener lines and great insurance and um you know, work on the behalf uh, in case you get stuck in a, you know, an offender bender or some sort of incident coming out of FedEx Field, College Park. In case you had, in, in case you were one of the few Maryland fans that attended Saturday's debacle in College Park, and your day got worse 
on your way out and you slipped in the parking lot or you got into a, a again a crap I mean it happens right you need to call my guy Eric and tell him the team 980 and the rooster sent you 8888 ace law and you can call us of course at 301-230-0980-301-230-0980 the commanders win 20 to 17 Listen, I I, want to sit here and tell you that it was a pretty game. It really wasn't, despite a lot of things that were really, really, really pretty about it. I mean, when you rack up 432 net yards of offense, that's good. Really good. When you're 9 of 17 on third down, that's very good. Especially in a league where scoring is down, quarterback play continues to be atrocious, choppy at the best. I mean, scoring across the league, again, is down this year. When you control the football for 37 minutes and 10 seconds, by far a season high, and the highest total since almost a year ago, At the link on Monday Night Football in that upset win over the then undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. And we got to get to the Eagles and the Cowboys later on, too. We'll definitely hit on that with Jay. When you get those numbers, 37-10 in time of possession, 9 of 17 on third down, 432 net yards of offense, when you only get sacked... And I say only because for this team, it's a modern-day like revelation, if not miracle, that they only got sacked one time last week against the Eagles and three times against Bill Belichick and a heavy blitzing defense. Granted, a defense that was without Matthew Judon, their best pass rusher and sack artist by far, and Christian Gonzalez, their top rookie, And missing, you know, again, some pieces on the offensive side of the ball, which we'll get to. But to only be sacked four times in the last two games. An average of two, three yesterday, one the week before. When you get all of that. When you dominate a game, statistically. Yes, you have to win it. Check. The commanders won it. By any means necessary. But also, and here's the troubling spot, you've got to come away with more than 20 points. You've got to come away with more than 20 points. So while I would sit here and love to tell you that everything is great, Shangri-La and perfect, and man, this offense is explosive, I can't do that realistically. There are a lot of positive signs. The arrow is definitely pointing up. But man, do they have to clean some things up. Man, do they have to get better in some spots and not leave points on the board and not turn the ball over clearly in the Patriots' end zone on a mystifying throw and decision by Sam Howell at the end of the first half. And perhaps even a... Worst decision by Ron Rivera. We'll get to that. When you're up 10 to nothing after Brian Robinson 
goes in like a locomotive off the right edge. Terry McLaurin gives you a nice block to seal that edge. You do the Foxborough leap into command land. There was at there was a, a commander fan or two that happened to be right there. Brian Robinson, right up into it. When you're up 10 to nothing on the road, and then you get a defensive stop following that touchdown, and then you get the ball back, what are you supposed to do, boys and girls? Yeah, you're not supposed to fumble. You're not supposed to fumble. And I know it happens. It doesn't happen very often to Brian Robinson, I'll tell you that much. That was more surprising than me. But a great punch out by the Patriots. And before you know it, they're recovering the football at the commander's 25-yard line. And all of a sudden, all of that momentum that you have now turns to the Patriots. Because you get the turnover. You get a seven-yard run on first down by Ezekiel Elliott. You get a, I think it was a short a uh, little dump off or whatever it was to one of the receivers. And then Hunter Henry runs a widened seam route. It wasn't a true seam route, a widened seam route in which it looked like, again, novice eyes, I don't know, maybe Khalid Hudson should have had better outside leverage because he had a safety kind of rotating over Percy Butler. To the inside, it looked like Khalid Hudson stayed inside. I don't know. Maybe Logan would disagree. Hoffman, I'm sure they'll explain it uh, better than I can. Uh, but the bottom line is, Khalid Hudson gets beat like a drum by Hunter Henry. 14-yard touchdown pass, and all of a sudden it's 10-7, and now we got a ball game. So instead of trying to run away with the game, Middle of the second quarter with a 10-0 lead, you make a critical mistake, and boom, they turn a critical mistake immediately into points. Then, to make it worse, New England's next possession, they rip off a 64-yard touchdown run in which it clearly looked like Jamin Davis was supposed to cross like an X, if you will, with the other linebacker think that was David Mayo, if memory serves me correct. And Davis got picked off and got, you want to say ambushed, you want to say annihilated, you want to say obstructed, whatever you want to say. But he got absolutely just derailed by a blocker reaching the second level. And there was a, you know, like that bit, well, maybe you guys don't know. Back in the early part of this century, which makes it sound weird, right? Because it's 2023. But I'm talking about like in the in the 05, 04, 03, 06 range, you know, all the the first decade of the, the century. They were doing this huge project in Boston called the Big Dig. I remember reading all sorts of things about it because I was on the radio in Boston on a national basis, you know, and, and I, I wanted to try and keep up with what some of my listeners, you know, whatever. I don't remember all the details and it's not really important, but the point being is it was a huge tunnel project. And that's what it looked like Ramondre Stevenson had to run through because Jamin Davis clearly gets picked, obstructed, obliterated, blown up, what have you. On a, I think they call it a cross dog 
maybe they call it something else, but I, 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 I've heard it ref- commonly referred to as a cross dog. Whatever. Doesn't matter. I'm not trying to blow your skirt up with uh, sexy football terminology. You guys know what I'm talking about. And before you know it, Ramondre Stevenson is off to the races. But you know what? It wasn't all on Jamin Davis. I- I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I apologize. I- I'm just going to have to, you know, be honest, right? That's what we do here. That's what we do. Ramondre Stevenson gets that 64-yard touchdown, and it was Percy Butler who took an awful angle. An awful angle. I understand it was not easy because Ramondre Stevenson had, again, a huge tunnel-sized hole to run through and is going downhill with speed acceleration. But they call the safety position the safety position for a reason, right? Don't they? You're the last line of defense. And he got beat like a drum by Ramondre Stevenson, who is not the fastest running back in the world. Let's not say, like, this isn't Devin A-Chain when he's healthy, right? Hell, it's not even Raheem Mostert. I mean, he's a physical back. Now, he can run. I'm not saying he can't. But my goodness, Two mistakes on that 64-yard touchdown run. And then all of a sudden, the new, the, the commanders are down 14-10. And then you think, all right, this game is slipping away, and you think, we need a big drive before halftime. And they get it. And they get it. And then, for whatever inexplicable reason, they rush it, with about 25 seconds left and all three timeouts, after a completion, they're trying to run around like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, we don't have any timeouts. And then Sam Howell throws an inexplicable interception in the end zone. Those are the bad things. Everything else, for the most part, was really good. Including what happened in the second half, on one magical throw, what happened on a bunch of big third downs, including a third and 23 that I just rewatched again, that just makes your jaw drop. I'll have more on that. And the commanders outscored the Patriots 10-0 in said second half and turned a 14-10 deficit and a frown upside down, and away you go to a victory Monday. 20-17 to the final The Commanders win. Obviously, we'll have much more detail as we go along. I just wanted to set the stage. We're going to get to the phones early, so hit them up now. 301-230-0980. 301-230-0980. What did you like? What did you love? Let's save the franchise quarterback talk for tomorrow with Doc uh, on Sam Howell. Let's just talk about this game, this win, this performance, offense, defense, special teams, the rookie class, everything. How you're feeling? On four and five victory Monday, heading to Seattle for the Washington Commanders. 301 230 0980 on the team, 980 and the Odyssey app.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, it is a victory Motown Monday right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Hey, listen, if it seems like I'm a little negative out of the shoots, you're probably hearing the right thing. Listen, there was a lot to like about last night, yesterday's win in Foxborough. There was a lot not to like. When you dominate statistically the way the commanders did, third down, yardage, time of possession, you got to score more than 20 points. That's not going to hold up against good teams. And that's really where I'm at. I'm really encouraged to see the arrow pointing up on Sam, on Eric Bieniemy, on the offensive line, a little bit on the running game, doing the right things, but, man, some wasted opportunities. And that fourth quarter was atrocious offensively. It really was. But I'd rather be talking about this stuff and criticizing it after a win than a loss. And that is the most important thing, right? But it it doesn't mean just because you win, you forget the negative. As a matter of fact, I guarantee you, the coaches, whether you like them, respect them or not, think they're village idiots or whatever, you're wrong. They care more about what they didn't do right, what they need to correct, what they need to do better than what they did do right. Now, that's not to say that they're not happy with the progress that they're making. They're making progress the last two games. Clearly, everyone can see that. But that fourth quarter was not good enough. The critical turnovers, not good enough. Especially the one at the end of the first half. And again, that's partly on coaching, partly on Sam. Game management, again, not good enough. The fourth quarter, not good enough. Three full possessions, six plays, 20 yards, punt. Three plays, one yard, punt. Nine plays, nine plays, 26 yards, punt. Again, if they were playing a better team, they would have been, never mind, in trouble. They were in trouble. They would have lost. It's that simple. But we can say that and also be happy that they found a way to win. Because that is important. Finding a way to win and overcoming your shortcomings and your mistakes. 301-230-0980. I'll sprinkle in all of my thoughts with you. But let's head out to the phones and get you guys aboard in earlier. Trying to accelerate the pace of the radio show. Trying to get to you quicker, longer, uh, lesser hold times, longer, lesser hold times, lesser time in terms of the calls, 
and an opportunity for as many people to get in as we can, especially when we have Jay Gruden coming up at 2.30 uh, and then Ron Rivera's press conference. So I want to make sure we get as many of you in on the Ace Law listener lines as we can. Let's start off with Peter in Wilmington, North Carolina on the Odyssey app. What's up, Pete? How are you? I'm fine there, Chris. Thank you. Surprise, surprise, surprise. There was no way I was thinking that we were going to win this game mm-hmm. because it just seemed like we were just going to fall off the earth up there. It's so hard to win in New England uh, with the referees for whatever reason, because that was a joke. You know that. You didn't even get into that. That's for later. Yep. But, you know, the, the defense for New England, I think they said they were like number five coming into that game. So they got a pretty good defense. But, yeah, you're right. If we're going to go off to Seattle, and try to win that game and try to be a team that looks like we're going in the right direction and keep going going in that direction, we got to clean up all those mistakes, especially the turnovers. The two turnovers, that game was a nail-biter. You don't want to really – it doesn't feel like it, but for me, I was like, we're going to lose this game, you know, and especially when he started – when he threw that interception and it's just like – but, I mean, they look good so many other ways. But it just seems like – we always have that one or two or three or five bad things, even in a game we win. Right. But the bottom line, I'm glad we won, and you got a great show, and I'll let somebody else All talk. All right, thank Thanks. you, Peter. Appreciate it. As always, good to hear from you in the leadoff spot. And Peter brings up, you know, obviously what I'm trying to bring up in general without going into, like, full detail and doing the whole show in one segment, and that is – there were more than three or four or five things that, re- you know, everybody will remember the interception in the end zone. Everybody, I think, will remember the Brian Robinson fumble. But there were other things that they did that just kind of stymied them. On the first drive, third down, one of the third downs they didn't complete. They should have. It was a drop by James, uh, by uh, um, uh, d- d- number one, John Dotson. It's a drop. It was a drop. High snap on the next third and one. Think about this. They started off the game like with two third and ones. One a drop should have been a conversion. Instead, you got a punt. So it should have been, what, 10 of 17. And then the next one is a high snap from Tyler Larson, who's been great at center. I'm not trying to kill him. I mean, that happens. But it totally blows up a cross-face give which was the call, very clear, and Sam's got to eat it. The timing is all screwed up, and then he gets blown up. Now they do get the field goal out of it, but if they convert there, you know, that's it. That's right at the at the beginning of the red zone, 19, 20-yard line. If they get the first down there, maybe they punch it in and get seven instead of three. And maybe it's down the stretch, it's 24-17 with New England trying to drive for the game-tying touchdown, not the game-tying field goal and potentially the game-winning field goal. It's just little things that they have to get a lot better at if they're going to beat Seattle this Sunday on the road, if they're going to beat Dallas on Thanksgiving Day. I mean, it looks like the Giants, even though they've had their number and no game is by any means a given with this Washington organization. I mean, it looks like the Giants might be a a nice little pre-Thanksgiving treat, but you get the point. 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. 301-230-0980. Let's get to Steve in Columbia on the Team 980. What up, Steve? How are you? Hey, Chris. How you doing? What's up, Steve? 
Hey, um, let me just say this. I, I don't really have a feeling one way or the other about the game. What, what, what my problem is, I'm very disappointed in the defense. What is this, three or four years in with this defense? It's, well, three and a half years, yeah. I don't see yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. Three and a half. Mm-hmm. With the same coordinator, they pick the players. I just don't see any real improvement. I'm seeing the same things since they first came here, meaning Del Rio and Ron giving up a big play. Mm-hmm. Guys who hadn't been playing well come in and, you know, perform pretty pretty good, whether it's a running back or quarterback. I, I'm okay with the offense because you have a new coordinator and, you know, getting acclimated to the players and to the system. So I, I don't have a problem with that at all, watching that. But the defense, man, no pressure on the quarterback. Yep. That's been pretty Yeah, I mean, oh, I mean, listen, I can't sit here and tell you, just like I can say the 20 points not good enough for the commanders, I can tell you the 17 points – probably is worse than it seems worse than it seems against that Patriot offense. And, you know, part exactly. of, part of exactly. it now, now listen, seven comes from the turnover right at the 25 yard line. I got it short field, but you don't have to give up a touchdown. It's okay to force a field goal in that spot. And they gave up a touchdown pretty quickly to Hunter Henry and Mac Jones, uh, you know, in, in that right. seat, you don't have to give up a 64 yard run. And again, it's not just Jamin Davis. It's also Percy Butler who takes a terrible, terrible angle, uh, at least in my opinion, in the open field. And to your point now, they only had the one sack all game and it got taken away on a horse crap call, but that was the one sack and it comes from a fifth round rookie. Right. Let me just say this in closing. Either this defensive system is very, very, very complicated, or they're just not choosing the right player. Yeah, it's a that you know that's a good point. I'll, I'll answer it right here, right now, based on what I know. Steve, thank you. From what London Fletcher two weeks ago, before the before the Giants game, I think it was before the Giants road loss. Yes, was it was after the Atlanta win before the Giants road loss. Told us when he goes back and he watches the tape. The coverages on the back end are complex and hard for him to figure out. And I took that as a positive because maybe they're not giving up big plays because they're telegraphing what they're going to do or because they're easy to figure out. But in some ways, it can be to your detriment. Meaning young players, and let's be honest, Emmanuel Forbes, still Benny St. Juice. Obviously, Derek Force was struggling big time before he got hurt. Percy Butler struggled at times in different ways. Um, you know, co- uh, different guys in coverage, Khalid Hudson, Jamin Davis. Maybe they can't figure it out either. Maybe they're having trouble trying to figure out some of the disguises, if you will, on the back end. Something to keep in mind. Because even though, again, you only allowed 17 points, and that's great, and seven came on a short field, it feels like, it feels like even though it 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 wasn't a bad defensive performance, it feels like it was <sighs> ripe for the picking. Again, it feels... It shouldn't be this way. You allow 17 points on the road, you should feel pretty good about it. But I don't sit here and feel really good about it because of various other things. And that's basically what Stephen Columbia just brought up. We'll get to uh, Danny, the Hall of Famer. We'll get to Jonesy. We'll get to you. 
in just a moment. 301-230-0980. 301-230-0980 on the Ace Law listener lines. Away we go. A little quick trending alert right here on the Team 980. All right, we'll start with baseball news. The New York Mets in the division hiring Carlos Mendoza, who, as their new manager, according to ESPN, he's 43 years old, spent 15 years with the Yankees organization and the past four years as Aaron Boone's bench coach. Meanwhile, the Nationals have announced start times for their games. First of all, weeknight Home games are now going to start at 645, 645 instead of 705, 645 first pitch. And the home opener uh, is uh, on uh, Monday, April 1st, is going to start at 405, 405 for the home opener. Meanwhile, Monday night football tonight, it's the L.A. Chargers and the New York Jets at MetLife Stadium uh, in East Rutherford. Uh, That is over on the fan. And the Wizards and the 76ers will be yours right here on the Team 980 pregame coverage at 645 with Dave Johnson and the crew, Wizards in Philadelphia. And that's what's trending. I'm calling my shot, baby! K.J. Henry gets his first sack in his NFL regular season career this Sunday. Third down and 10. Jones taken down. Back at the 48 yard line, there's a flag. Ball came loose as well. Appeared as if Jones was ruled down. I don't know, that ball might have been coming out when he was going down. Personal foul, roughing the passer, defense, number 55. 15 yard penalty, automatic first down. That's K.J. Henry, rookie out of Clemson. K.J. Henry is getting the most of his opportunities coming around the corner. And I don't see the call. Mac Jones has the ball in his hands, and he takes him down for a sack. I, I don't get it, Kenny. Yeah, it's all right, Jonathan Billman. Nobody else got it either. Except for the pool report official, the head official, who spoke to Nikki Javala of the Washington Post in the pool report, basically said, yeah, he's got to do a lobster crab roll uh, with uh, some, uh, some uh, you know, little crab rangoon and a little soy sauce uh, on the side in order to avoid the penalty. Shut up! How the hell do you call that a personal foul? Shut up. Stop. Stop the nonsense. And I'm, I'm just going to tell you one thing. K.J. Henry is going to get fined by the stupid National Football League, the dumbest league in orbit, which makes more money than they know what to do with and cannot literally stop making money. And he's going to get fined. And normally I don't bitch about players getting fined. I don't care enough. I mean, they make plenty of money. I don't. I, I honestly don't care. I'm not a jock sniffer. Never have been. Never will be. Sorry. I know that annoys some of you. I don't care. But I do care when somebody is egregiously screwed. And also, by the way, when my brilliant prediction on Friday's show is obliterated. Good job by Matt putting that all together. Woo! He wanted to show the brilliance. 
of the show by saying, we were the only radio show to predict K.J. Henry would get his first NFL sack. And we were right until the NFL just couldn't help itself. Just couldn't help itself. That sack, they're calling it a roughing the passer. That sack would have been a nine-yard loss. And a fumble. Instead, on the next play, Ramon J. Stevenson goes for a negative one-yard carry. Mac Jones is incomplete. And then Mac Jones is incomplete on third and 11, and they get the field goal. So the commander's defense does a good job recovering from that. They were mad. They should have been. But they still allow the field goal because, again, that particular play happened on third and 10 from the Washington 38. Again, it was a nine-yard loss. They weren't going to go for it on fourth and 19. Of course they would have punted it away. So that cost them three points. So when we sit here and say, yeah, the 17 points doesn't feel right, I mean, we have to put in the proper context that they got three points, did New England, that they absolutely did not deserve. Absolutely did not deserve. All right, back to the calls we go. Let's go to the Hall of Famer, our guy Danny, who is going to be at those 645 weeknight games at Nationals Park. What do you think about that, Danny, before we get to the Commandalorians? Very interesting. Um, I wonder how many people will be able to get there by uh, six forty-five yeah, now. Going to be very tough. Uh, <laughs> is is the is the answer to that? Now, I will say this: that is the trend around Major League Baseball, as I'm sure you know. Like the Phillies start at either six thirty-five or six forty. I had heard that they were contemplating an even earlier start of six thirty-five or six forty. Uh, and the Phillies aren't the only team to do it, obviously. A bunch of other teams the do Marlins it. The, too, yeah, the Marlins. The Marlins ex- yep, the you're right. You're right. The, yep, absolutely. But they ultimately go at 645, and my guess would be, my guess is they're trying to find that sweet spot of getting people in and therefore out of Nationals Park by, I don't know, 915-ish with the, you know, with the speeded up, with the speeded up, that doesn't make any sense, with the sped up rules. Uh, but also they're trying to strike that right balance between what you're rightfully concerned about. We'll have to dig into this, uh, obviously, as things slow down, is it was already hard to get to the ballpark for a 7.05 start for many. And now you move 20 minutes earlier, and while that's probably not a huge deal, ultimately, big picture, it is going to affect affect people and their fannies in the seats for the first – I don't know, inning, inning and a half, two innings, depending on the flow of the game. Right. Yeah. You know, the restaurants in the area will be happy about it. It's a quick game because they'll get the, they'll get some good uh, traffic after the game. Oh too. yeah. On the, on the backside. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Good call. Yeah. So, you know, yesterday was interesting. Um, You know, our defense is still giving up big plays when, you know, I'm just tired of these third down and, you know, we make a great stop on on second and then third third down. It's still we're still giving up too much yards. I mean, I don't know what they they practice what they work on in practice to prevent that. Yeah, I can't kill them for yesterday and those in the, in that spot because they were three of twelve on third down. So I'll live with that. Yeah, but I know your point. Yeah, they were good right? yesterday. If it's like third and twelve. You know, please don't give up 11 yards and make it close. Now, the Patriots were a nightmare on third and long 
uh, on their defense right now. Again, that's Bill Belichick. They're short a couple of guys, Judon, Gonzalez, so on and so forth. Uh, but they were a nightmare on third and long, especially the third and 23. But there was you know, third and eights, third and nines, third and elevens, what have you. So it does happen. But to your overall point, this defense, for whatever reason, seems better in like third and six, third and seven than it does in third and, let's call it, 10 plus. Right. Yep, and also, did you notice on the uh, Brian Robinson uh, Patriot leap into this? You, he, he, our buddy uh, Rally Cap was right there. If you noticed that, list. oh, but I didn't notice. I, I saw somebody all dressed, and I, I thought it was maybe Hog Farmer Chris uh, that was dressed in 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 uh, in Commander's gear, but I didn't see I didn't see Rally Captain there. Okay, um, so Rally yeah, Captain yeah, makes, I believe, it was Rally Cap. Huh? Yeah. How about that? Okay. All right, I didn't see that, yeah. so I have to take a, a better look at that. Eh, well, you know, I mean, listen, the Commanders, no matter how bad they've been, and especially if the games are in the South, no matter how bad they've been, they've always traveled, you know, they don't travel per se like what we've seen the Detroit Lions or the Steelers over the years or the Packers or the Cowboys or even the Eagles, but – They've always traveled fairly well, especially in games in the South, i.e. Atlanta, Charlotte, Jacksonville, you know, places like that. It's places up north. I don't remember the last time, honestly. It was the year I got off the beat, Danny. Uh, So I didn't travel. I've never been to Gillette Stadium. As a matter of fact, I'm going to Gillette Stadium in less than a month for the Army-Navy game for the first time ever in my life. And I obviously wasn't there yesterday. So I don't know how many Commanders fans were actually there yesterday. But, um, you know, uh, I I did see one or two. (laughs) And and that was... This week, I'd be a long trip back to Seattle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you, Danny. I appreciate you. Good to hear from you, as always. Uh, Let's get to Jonesy in Greenbelt right here. Team 980. What up, Jonesy? How are you? Jonesy? Uh, I'm having trouble hearing you, babe. All right, let's get Jonesy on hold. Maddie, why don't we take the time out? And we'll try and figure out Jonesy during the break, and we'll see if we can get him aboard. If you want to hop aboard, 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. I'm probably being too negative for a win, right? I, I mean, I'm trying to be not negative. I'm trying to be realistic. Like, a win is a win, and there were some really good things to like. Uh, there were some really not good things to like. And again, I'll, all I'll just continue to say is, if that was a better version of the Patriots – if that was forget about Tom Brady. If that was if that was I don't know, if Matthew Judon and Christian Gonzalez played in that game, if Kendrick Bourne played in that game, if Devontae Parker played in that game, and neither of those guys played, if two of those four, they might lose, meaning the commanders. Not definite, but they might lose. And I have a pretty sneaking suspicion they would. But instead they win. But that doesn't mean there's not plenty of things to be excited about, to be optimistic about, but also to be cautious about and to be real about. Because if you're not being real, you're not, you're not being honest with yourself. You're not looking in the mirror. You're, you're seeing what you want to see, 
not what there is to see. 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980 on the Ace Law listener lines right here on a victory Motown Monday in the nation's capital and beyond. All right, we'll get right back to the phones in just a sec. 301-230-0980. Gave you some baseball news during the bottom of the hour. Trending alert if you missed that. Also, George Mason opens up their season tonight over at Eagle Bank Arena in Fairfax. We had head coach Tony Skin on on Friday. If you missed it, go to theteam980.com. Go to the podcast section. Matt's got it isolated for you and all dolled up. Or on the Odyssey app, you can hear from the new George Mason head coach. Meanwhile, in studio on Monumental Sports Network, I'm watching this old 2009 Capitals-Penguins playoff game. And uh, I think it's the game where Crosby and Ovechkin scored a hat trick in each. I was at it. I was at the game working. Uh, I think this is the game. Uh, but, um, maybe it's another game, but I've already seen Crosby score two in the replay there. Some of those games were just bonkers. Even though the Caps would ultimately never be able to beat the Penguins until 2018 in the postseason, those games were just bonkers. All right, 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Let's get back to the call. Jay Gruden coming up just past 2.30. Let's try Jonesy in Greenbelt, see if we can get him hooked up here on a better connection. What's up, Jonesy? Yep, still having problems. Jonesy, I don't know what's going on with your phone. Sounds like you're, uh, I don't know, out in a garden somewhere or something like that. Um, let's go to Jackie and Frederick. Uh, on the Team 980. What's up, Jackie? How are you? Hey, Chris. So, look, you're not being negative. I think just pointing out the obvious. And the obvious is if it was a better team we played yesterday, we would have probably lost this game. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we left a lot of points on the field because let's say Sam Howell doesn't throw that interception in the end zone. We're either going to come away with three points or seven points, Mm -hmm. right? So then let's say Brian Robinson doesn't fumble. Who knows if we're going to get points off for that one as, as well. But I feel like there's a lot of things we got to clean up because we're in a stretch of the, of, of the um, games right now where it's really going to matter because, you like you said, if we go into Seattle playing that way, mm-hmm. we're going to lose because it's already hard to play in Seattle as it is. But now we got Dallas. Miami's the San Francisco so the defense got to clean up a lot and so does the offense and I feel like if like 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 Alice said yesterday I don't know if you've seen the uh the the locker room thing with with the um, Ron Rivera but I did Alan told him if we could complete game we can't be beat and I truly believe him on that if they could get on the same page offense and Mm decent defensively we can run this stretch or really we, we could probably come out of these last, what, seven, eight games, he could probably come out, let's say, five and three. That's just me, but I feel like we could probably win more. But um, that's just my opinion. But, Chris, you're not being negative. 
you just point out the obvious. No, I appreciate you, Jackie. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. Uh, good call. And, you know, Jackie's right. Jonathan Allen's right. Now, it's easier said than done, obviously. But, like, here's the thing. Last week, the offense was pretty darn good. And the defense was atrocious. Yesterday, the offense moved the football, held on to the football, converted, moved the chains, did everything right except score points. I'm sorry. 20 points is not awful, but it's below the league average, and the league average is pathetic this year. And it's been getting lower. So maybe it's not a pathetic performance in terms of points equaling the NFL average, but it's still not good enough. When you are 9 of 17 on third down, when you rack up 432 yards and you control the ball for 37-plus minutes, you got to score more than 20 points. Because, again, to Jackie's point, to my point, and I think to everybody's point, reasonably, look, you go to Seattle, A, that's a hornet's nest to play in. B, they're healthier on defense. Now, they got whacked around pretty good yesterday, but notice Lamar didn't pass the ball for big numbers. I mean, he did have, finally, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. finally got a touchdown. Uh, But, I mean, they ran all over the Seahawks. You know, now the Seahawks are going to be pissed and uh, look, I'm not saying that the commanders have no chance. Of course they have a chance. But y- you have to execute crisper, better, more effectively if you're going to win a game, never mind a bunch of games against San Francisco, Miami, the Jets defense, and whatnot. If you're going to beat Seattle and Dallas, who are probably not as good as those teams that I just mentioned, at least defensively, you have to execute better. You cannot have the, the mistakes, quite honestly, that you made yesterday and the ineffectiveness in the fourth quarter. You cannot have it. And the mistakes on the first two series. Never mind the turnovers. Everybody's going to point you to the turnovers. I'm talking about the things that were beyond the turnovers. You have to do a better job. You have to, or you have no chance of winning some of these games. Most of these games. 301-230-0980. End of hour number one. Hour number two. Straight ahead. Jay Gruden at the bottom of the hour. And your calls. 301-230-0980 on the Ace Law Listener Line. Stay with us on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app.